do the rips go below the knee or above the knee or right on the knee? They're supposed to be right on the knee, but we're too tall, so they go above. I know, but they always do that. But if they go right on, then that happens, or I almost like rip right through the whole thing. And you rip them, yeah. And so I had my favorite pair of jeans that were ripped jeans as well. And they sat like this when I sat down. Yeah. Punched a hole right through my the knee. Oh, no. So I had this like whole triangle flap. <laughs> just like, because it just ripped on an angle. So I just had this flap now, like in That's the place of like, my knee. Hello. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Sometimes Buy Slaps. I'm Mac. I'm Jubes. And today we are talking about the dependents. And no, not the Marvel characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. No. We're, um, we're talking about uh, codependence, independence, and interdependence and the whole paradigms within that. Oh, did I say The Descendants was a Marvel movie? I meant Disney. I don't know, but either way, I said it sounds like a Marvel thing. And yeah, then you it does said, sound like a Marvel thing. You said, thing. no, that's Descendants, and so that's where the whole joke okay, is. Okay, so. okay, okay. The Dependents. I thought I said it was a Marvel thing. I was like, I gotta correct that. <laughs> no, 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 no. It is Disney. Yeah. It looked weird AF. No, the Dependents isn't anything supernatural or cartoon. That we know of. Um, yeah, what's new with you, I guess? I bought a dresser. Yay! Yeah. That's exciting. After the last recording, I was like... You know what? Me waiting for a job isn't going to change the fact that I'm going to move in once I get said job. Mm-hmm. So I might as well spend the time that I have right now to get things. Yeah. Might it's as making well. me money stressed, so that's not fun. But, you know, yeah. interviews. And so I'll be working here soon. Yes. Even if it's not something I fully want to do quite yet. But yeah, it gives you the, I don't know, like freedom, I guess, to like still have an income, but then... Mm-hmm. look and keep applying like just because you get a job doesn't mean you can't apply to others while you're working there so exactly. that's nice at least just start getting some income again mm-hmm. and i like it like the uh, the interview i have tomorrow it's very similar to what i was doing when i was like in university mm-hmm. and stuff and i loved that job yeah that's sweet um it's just not fully the direction that i wanted to take my like quote-unquote career yeah but if i'm getting if i'm getting pushed back into retirement resorts and i guess we'll see the universe has something planned for me yeah exactly <laughs> yeah who knows how it's gonna go we'll figure it out yeah what about you um hmm well i've been doing lots of reading um have i talked about the throne of glass books on here i can't recall okay i talked about reading books I, but maybe i dreamt about it then so i'm reading this series it's called throne of glass many people probably know it it's one of those books where like it came out when i was younger like before grade 10 or whatever um so like 2013-2015 it was like in that area Mm -hmm. it's so good and it's making me wish that I could have like known about them and read them then so that I could just like love these characters for so much longer because it's such a good book I was just like so good it's such a good series and I was talking to Jenny about it because it's her absolute favorite book yeah or or series or whatever and she's like I'm so glad you're reading it it's so nice and then I downloaded Sims again because it was free on um whatever site it was but I think it was only free because I had already bought it which one Sims 4 Sims 4 yeah I don't like Sims 4 yeah I hate it Sims 3 is best like Sims peaked at Sims 3 well, I just don't like, I don't like that I can't move the camera in the way that I want it to. Mm-hmm. And I don't like how autonomous my sim is. Mm-hmm. Like, they can just go think for themselves. And I'm like, no, no. I am your creator. <laughs> I get to control you. Well, did you play Sims 3 before or how do you? Oh, well, I played Sims Free Play on my phone. <laughs> Ooh, no, Free Play is even not good. I loved it. No, Sims 3, elite. So good. We'll have to see if that'll ever become free. Yeah, we have to buy the discs. Oh, do you? Yeah, that's how it was. I don't know if you if you have a new um if they've done it so you don't have to buy discs. I feel like they would have to have it. You'd think not but on a disc, you know? I have a stack of Sims 3 discs and expansion packs at home. Yep. And it's the type that once you load it all into your computer, your computer sounds like it's supposed to take flight. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I was playing when I first got Sims 4 because it was um right it was during covid when it first came out or whatever and it was on sale for like six bucks and i was like yes i'm gonna buy sims and play it but then i skipped the tutorial 
Mm. And I had no idea what to do. And I was so mad that I just stopped playing it. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm going to try it again because Alexa also re-downloaded Sims and she's back on her Sims grind. Yeah. And so I was like, oh my goodness, we could play Sims together in yeah. my brain. Um. Yeah, no, I'm not. Not I just it. I downloaded Sims 4 because I didn't want to make this computer take flight with yeah. all my Sims 3 software on it. Yeah. Um, And I just, I, yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't, it's not fun for me. It's not. Well. Okay. I, don't, I don't like the way you have to create things and you can't just like interact and like jump between like family to family. Like I know all the cheat codes on Sims 3 and I can yeah. literally like if I'm bored of playing my character, mm-hmm. I can like take over another family and then control them family, even though they're part of the actual world. Right. Yeah. Stuff. And so it's like fun for me to like or I have an interior design packet so I could literally just go into everyone's houses and design everyone's uh, houses in the town. That's what I like about it because I'm also mm. playing this game called House Flipper. <laughs> And it's basically just like you can like there you can you're like an interior designer flipper whatever yeah um it's very much exactly okay like what was I saying um we just realized our camera wasn't recording so we had to like yeah figure out some technical difficulties (laughs) our ghosty hasn't left us yet no and Paulo Santos toxic to cats as dirty found out (laughs) because I was gonna Paulo Santo our house after our Halloween episode but um. Apparently, I can't do that anymore, mm-hmm. which is kind of a bummer. Um, <laughs> Sims. What was I saying we were about, about Sims? Sims and how, like, um, I like Sims 3 because you can actually, like, control and, like, interior design and then you start yeah. talking about interior design. Yeah. So, you, like, you're an interior designer or whatever. You get emails. You can go and, like, clean and, like, organize or whatever. But then you can also buy houses and, organ- like, design them yourself. So much fun. Yeah. So much fun. It's been contributing to my sleep schedule issues. <laughs> <laughs> fun yeah but and i finally have all the upgrades so it doesn't take a thousand years to paint the house it's <laughs> good yeah because it used to be you could only do like one strip of paint like at a time but now i can do like four sections and like move it faster or whatever they made oh. it so that it's terrible when you first start but like once you get into it then it's better what's this one called again house flipper oh, okay Is but it- i think what were you sorry is it just like a computer game or mm. okay nice yeah yeah sick um I think they're doing an update in December or something because I've stopped getting emails of people like not like not in the game emails of people like asking me to like flip their house or whatever. Yeah. So which is odd. Huh. Because that's never like usually every time you go in there, there's like three more things. Yeah. But I like finally caught up and I was like, what the heck? Huh. But I made a beautiful house. I loved it. It was Aww. so pretty. Aww. I was like, I love it. And then I even showed Bryce and he's like, oh my goodness, it looks really good. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> like that's a nice kitchen and i was like yes i know (laughs) it's very i can only imagine how it was like for you it's very just like black and white modern farmhouse yeah yeah exactly (laughs) it had (laughs) with like some blue accents (laughs) here and there yeah that's exactly (laughs) so the bathroom (laughs) everyone cares i did um white walls except for the wall that the tub was on and then I did like a black and white, like really cool wallpaper. Mm-hmm. And then I did the ceiling black too. And mm-hmm. then I had like gold, like hardware in yeah. it and a beautiful like standing tub. Um, and then, yeah. And then the bedroom was so ugly. Um, but <laughs> I mostly did it around the art because I used, I put like really haunted paintings in there. They were like really creepy. Oh, yeah. But they were like cool. Okay. <laughs> so it fit the whole like modern farmhouse vibes. Okay. Um, but I used a lot of brown in that room and I don't love, love brown, but it all matched. So it worked. Um, and then in the kitchen was this like white cabinet and then, um, like a black granite countertop Mm -hmm. that was beautiful, but there was two windows in my kitchen. So, um, I don't have like a range hood or a lot of like upper cabinets. Yeah. I just have like floating shelves in the corner and then a cabinet above my fridge and a cabinet above on the other side and then the house was too small for me to put like a table in there so i did an island Mm -hmm. um and i just put it on a diagonal so it looked really cool and then i have like a brown leather coat and then two black chairs and a blue (laughs) um rug and i don't know it just looked so beautiful and i was so excited and i wish i hadn't sold it because i just love it (laughs) i was so proud of myself i just know i knew right yeah i was like yeah that's 100 percent it so now i'm trying to do one where um 
I'm trying to like make it for a family. So right now there's a sauna in the basement and mm. a bathroom and um the walls are like a it's called like vanilla cocoa color. Okay. Um so it's brown. Um which is not a color I would normally put on walls, but I'm trying to do it not exactly how I want it. I'm trying to practice catering to other people's <laughs> styles. <laughs> but we'll see how it goes. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So that's my update. Fun, fun. <laughs> oh, where I was going with that. I was playing Sims and the main character <laughs> I named after the main character of the Throne of Glass books. Oh, okay, And then I was going to make her uh, marry the like male main character. But I don't know how to make another man and make them fall in love. So right now she's flirting with Travis Scott. Travis Scott? <laughs> I, it was just a blonde guy walking down the street. And I was like, I pick you. And so I started flirting with him. And his name was Travis Scott. Huh. So I was like, okay, we'll see where this goes. So I can figure out how to make a man for you to fall in love with. Travis Scott. Yeah. So that's fun, funky, and fresh. So fun, funky, and fresh. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing real life interior design and you're doing digital interior design. Yep. It's way more fun because then if you mess yeah. up, you just like switch onto the cell gun and you just sell it and it's gone. <laughs> sell it and it's gone. You don't have to worry about it. You're all like, oh, I'm out a thousand dollars. I think I need to. I think I need to get on this game. Sounds like something I'd want to do. It's like super fun. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I enjoy it. Um. Okay. So. <laughs> um. We're talking about the dependence, um, as in <laughs> dependence, independence, and interdependence, which we talked about in the Seven Habits of the Highly Effective Mind by Stephen Covey. Um, yeah. uh, highly effective people. Oh, what? <laughs> I, I've struggled with the title of that stupid book so much. I can never get it right. That's embarrassing. Okay. Um, yeah, whatever. The Seven Habits book. Um, <laughs> is there not a Seven ha- Habits of the Highly Effective Mind? I don't know. Or is it Seven Habits of the Atomic Mind? Well, there's Atomic Habits. Huh. I'm out to lunch. <laughs> okay. No idea. Weird. Um. Anyway. Such a good book. I would highly recommend that you guys read it. I was talking with Bryce about it last night. Um, this is not we're not this is not a book club episode, yeah. but um, because he was like, "Oh, you're doing that book," and I was like, "No, we actually already did it." Yeah. Um, but he was he was asking me about it, and I was like, "It's very, very, very good." I would like if there's one self help book that you read, in my opinion, it's that one because I like the way he laid things out and was mm-hmm. kind of like real with you without being harsh, but yeah. also gave like examples and made each step feel attainable and this is funny that you say that is that um because when we were doing the book club it came out across that you didn't like the book very much oh really yeah that's what i came that's what my impression of it that you were like oh well maybe that like not enough yeah, for you to say yeah, recommend yeah. it that's what i mean like yeah. you were like okay yeah it's fine but yeah that must have just been the mindset that i was in must then. have been like it must have just been an off day or something for me and i was just like no well we did, whatever we, well we did the quiz too and then you were just like wrote it off and you're like well whatever well yeah that's still offended so <laughs> for my feelings and i was like <laughs> Bryce is like oh yeah are you now like a super highly effective person now or whatever and i was like well <laughs> i took the stupid quiz turns out i'm not very effective at all and it really hurt my feelings <laughs> he was like okay I'm like the book's not really written for like you and i was like yeah but i still thought i was effective it's <laughs> like what you do with your life you don't actually like have to be effective like he's like being a stay-at-home girlfriend you don't have to be effective in what you do day to day that sounds rude but i was also like yeah i know because I, what i have to do i just draw out so that it takes long so that i like fill my time and he's like, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but I still thought I could be an effective person. So you like it even though you don't need it to be. Great. I still think it's a good book to read and I yeah. would like to finish it, especially because the chapter that would have been really good to read for this one, which you read, yeah. is like Paradigms of Interdependence. Yeah. Which is basically like how to be a good person. <laughs> and well, it's like... Be a good person or is it just to just be like 
work with other people, you know? Well, like interdependence is really good for working with other people, but the book as a whole, I think is really good. Um, I'm so winded. Um, <laughs> uh, to like, it kind of gives you the habits it takes to be a good person who stays true to their word and is mm-hmm. like, has a certain amount of integrity and like, you can trust and listen to and like, you know, like it just yeah. it makes you a good person, I think. Yeah. But. Yeah. Sorry, I had to run shut my oven off because I <laughs> have a stupid fucking timer where like <laughs> there's one timer that you turn it off so that it shuts the oven off and that's when the timer like continues to go off. Yeah. But the regular timer dings once and doesn't conti- like it doesn't continue to ding and it doesn't turn your oven off. Yeah. So it feels like those timers should be backwards because yeah. I'm like if my oven's off then I don't really care if the timer's going off. Yeah. But if my oven is still on, I would like you to remind me. Yeah. Because I've missed it so many times. Yeah. But whatever. Interesting. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, but yeah, so I guess so we'll break down each and then we have a little bit of like how to reach in, um interdependence. Mm-hmm. And then I have some interesting stats on relationships in America. Yeah, I saw that. I was very interested about that. That we'll touch on as well. Okay, so in the book he talks about like the maturity continuum. And so that's just moving from dependence to independence to interdependence. Because with each step, there's a certain level of maturity that you need to reach as well. Mm -hmm. So, like, in order to be independent, you need to have a certain amount of dependence. Because if, like, we start out wholly dependent on people as babies. Yeah. Where we, like, literally cannot survive without another human being. Yeah. And then, like, for independence to interdependence, um, to be an effective interdependent person, you need to have reached a certain level of independence. Mm -hmm. Um. Which is kind of fun. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I said, we kind of begin life completely dependent on others as a baby. It's a very important part of life because we're not able to keep ourselves alive. Dependence is the paradigm of you. So, like, you take care of me. You come through for me. And if you don't come through for me, then I blame you on the results kind of thing. Yeah. And I would say um, the book doesn't totally touch on this from what I remember. Yeah. But it could. Um but codependence would fall underneath this dependence mm-hmm. category. Even though it's like you're not a baby, it's you have you feel worthless unless you are wanted by someone. I and think so, it mentions that in the little blurb um mm-hmm. that I read to you before. Yeah. But he calls it something else. But it's just like they're dependent on someone else for their um autonomy decision making how they feel so it's not they're not truly autonomous because they're relying on someone else to tell them how they feel or what to do or exactly how to feel loved he calls it counter dependent okay um he says it's at the lowest end of the maturity continue con- continuum yeah keep wanting to say continuity <laughs> <laughs> maturity um, continuity yeah right um so dependent people need others to get what they want Emotionally dependent people base their sense of worth and security on the opinion of others, like codependent people. Yeah. Um, if you're intellectually dependent, um, you count on others to do their thinking for you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're kind of incapable of making your own decision, which we see growing up where, like, as a young child or a toddler or whatever, like, you are not able, it's not safe for you to completely think on your own and do your own thing. Yeah. So it makes sense that you're dependent then. Yeah. Um, and then we move into, or we should move into a period of independence. Um, and so it's the paradigm of I, where I can do it. I am responsible. I am self-reliant, which I think we see at the terrible twos and teenagers. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I feel like the twos are just like, I can do it. I want to do it. There's one TikToker. Her son always goes, I do it. (laughs) It's so cute. Um, so independent people can get what they want through their own efforts. Uh, emotionally independent people are validated from within and their sense of worth is not a function of being liked or treated well. Intellectually independent people can think their own thoughts, think creatively, analytically, and organize and express their thoughts in understandable ways. Mm -hmm. Um, true independence of character allows us to act and not be acted on. It frees us from our dependence on circumstances and other people, but it is not the ultimate goal. Mm -hmm. And then the negative, I guess, of independence would be, like, hyper-independence, mm-hmm. where you're disregarding, like, everything from anyone, and you you actually make your life more difficult or p- 
put yourself at harm and sometimes yeah um to do it alone yeah exactly and that's like a often a trauma response yeah very much so where you've just been like hurt so many times where you're like i can't depend on anyone because every time i depend on someone then they mm. let me down so mm. i just have to be able to do it exactly And big thank you to Chamberlain Coffee for working with Sometimes Shabbat Slaps. As you guys know, Journey and I met working in a coffee shop, so coffee is our love language. And Chamberlain Coffee is a coffee company that was started by Emma Chamberlain, and we are so proud to partner with her. If you love coffee as much as we do, then we know you'll love this. There's no shortage of coffee paraphernalia you can purchase from her website, as well as matcha. She has coffee bundles and instant coffee mixes and just makes coffee as accessible for everyone exactly so get up to 15 percent off plus free shipping and a free gift when you subscribe for auto delivery at chamberlaincoffee.com you can also get another 10 percent off when you sign up for text at chamberlaincoffee.com and bonus if you have a keurig then you'll love that there are new coffee pods available and we have the link for that over on our website so if you're interested in chamberlain coffee you can head on over to sometimesbossapps.com and you can find the updated links underneath our affiliates section. But the key factor of independence is that you can't be interdependent unless you reach independence first. Yes, exactly. So. And so then interdependence is a paradigm of we. Mm-hmm. Um, we can do it. We can cooperate. We can combine our talents and abilities and create something greater together. So interdependent people combine their own efforts with the efforts of others to achieve their greatest success. Mm -hmm. If you're emotionally interdependent, um, you derive a great sense of worth within yourself, but you also recognize the need for love, for giving and for receiving love from others. Mm -hmm. You don't isolate yourself like some people do with hyper independence. Yep. Um, Intellectually interdependent people recognize that they need the best thinking of other people to join with their own. Mm -hmm. I really like that idea of like the collaboration of ideas. Like you recognize, okay, I might not know everything. So I'm going to like network and see, like gather opinions of others. Yeah. And Um, a lot of what Steven talks about is within the workplace, mm -hmm. but yeah, it can be delegated into your home as well. Yeah. He does apply a lot of his things to like marriage and the workplace. Yeah. And so interdependence is a huge thing within a marriage as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, like you, you have to learn how to work together with someone and it's definitely, we see it a lot um, with people who complain like the sons or like the husbands, I guess, are never fully independent. Like they always just have their mom do it for them mm-hmm. and then they get married and they're like, you're my new mom. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't have to learn how to do this. And so the woman's, like, being independent for both of them, in a sense. And that's not true interdependence. You're just, like, yeah, you're fostering dependence with that. But there's really not much you as the partner can do, really. Yeah. Aside from, like, yelling and screaming at them. But that's not fun <laughs> for anyone. <laughs> and they're not going to listen because they're just going to go to their mom who's going to be like, well, no, you don't, you don't do anything wrong ever. Your wife's in the wrong. Oh, yeah. Um, that sounds like I'm speaking from personal experience and I need to say that it's not. Um, (laughs) I just need to put that out there. Um, I don't want any miscommunications like that just out in the world. Um, and so like with the whole independence to interdependence, a lot of like the self-help books that we read or like self-improvement books, they're all preaching independence, which he like... If you recognize that it's that's not the goal, which I like mm-hmm. until you read this book, you don't really realize that that's not the goal. Like, it makes sense because I feel like a lot of people who are like reading the self-improvement books and reading the self-help books are in a state of dependence and they're trying to move out. Would you say that about yourself? Um, n- Yes and no. I... I only say no because I'm not drawn to self-improvement books as a way to, like, get out of a dependent state. I don't really know how I would classify myself right now. Yeah. Because, like, I am dependent on Bryce. Yeah. But I also have been the person who's made her own money and has her own house and, like, has her own things. Yeah. But... Yeah, I, I don't know. I only ask in the sense of the fact that 
you've been very relationship focused and or people pleasing mm-hmm. where I I went the other way. I had more hyper independence. Yeah. And slash interdependence. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Right. Yeah. It's Whereas, nice that we can show both sides of the spectrum too. Hey, well, that's what, that's why I'm asking. That's yeah. I'm, I'm not wondering in a way to like call you out or whatever. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. But when I go to self-help book, it's because I'm like, oh, how can I improve even more? Yeah. Right. It's not the whole like, oh, I'm feeling stuck and I need to get out. It's like, I know how to get out. Mm-hmm. So I'm drawn to books that it's like either very philosophical or gives me a different perspective or gives me something else like um, talks about neurons or brain development and whatnot. Right. I'm not looking for a book that's just going to like hype me up and be like, yeah, you can do it. Get out of the relationship. Like it wouldn't I would get out of the relationship if I wanted out of the relationship. Yeah. And I've always just been that. Yeah. So I've almost been, even, I guess, more so hyper mm-hmm. because of lack of being able to trust people in the past yeah exactly right see i feel like i would be i agree with the idea or i don't agree i identify Mm -hmm. or connect with the idea of like um emotionally dependent people base their sense of worth and security on the opinion of others yeah i definitely feel like and i struggle with that because i was thinking about that like as a kid i my dad was always talking to me about like um like, do your own thing. Be your own person. Like, what we love about you is that you do your own thing and you're your own person or whatever. So, it's like, yeah. But I also, like, have a hard time confronting someone because I'm, like, they're not going to like me. Yeah. So, it's a weird kind of thing where I feel, I feel both of them. Yeah. And so, I don't know if I'll ever truly be independent. Yeah. Until I get over that. Uh-huh. And that's on the flip side, too. I, I think everyone faces that, right? Mm-hmm. And as you're growing up, I just faced it really young yeah exactly where i had someone who didn't like me yeah and like exclude me from a birthday party in first grade because of my name yeah and so that was my first taste of like people are just gonna not like me just for i walk into a room and have had people not like me mm-hmm. and it's just like i've done nothing you don't know me you're making an assumption off of yeah something about my look or my name or my energy that i'm bringing into a room yeah right we had the same thing mm-hmm. but yeah and so i've I've gotten over that because I was like, well, why would I base my judgment off of other people when they're just not going to like me anyway? So I might as well just show up as myself. And those who do like me will come to me. Those who don't will go away. Exactly. And I can take the loss on either or. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I feel like I've kind of almost had the opposite situation where like I walk into a room and this is so conceited of me to say, but people like me. Yeah. But there's still been times where I haven't been able to depend on people. Mm-hmm. And then I'm recently going through this thing where um, I'm realizing that I push away friendships um, with really, really, really genuine, sweet, sweet people because then I'm the asshole friend in that friendship because oh. I'm like, I don't put in as much effort. Like, it's a weird thing where I'm like, oh, I need to be the sweet one in the relationship because. I don't want to realize that, oh, sometimes I don't put in the amount of effort that I should. Yeah. Or I'm not, like, deserving of their friendship, mm. which is super weird. Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't know if it's just, like, a... I don't know, but again, people's opinions don't matter or whatever. <laughs> so... <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> or whatever. So, but yeah, I don't know, because, I like, I really... I want to be the independent person mm-hmm. who can work interdependently with someone which is why i i appreciate bryce so much for pushing me to be that yeah inter and independent person because he's like you just need to do that you don't need to like you don't need to run this by me Mm -hmm. like when we're like buying things for the house or whatever he's like if you like it buy it yeah obviously if it's expensive please consult me first but like yeah that's that's your domain kind of thing and so then yeah just being like doesn't matter what i think it's your life do what you want and that's nice that you're kind of in that relationship because like many times someone who say was um dependent right mm-hmm. or people pleasing will say dependence falls underneath the people pleasing category yeah like self right um who fell into that category for so long they can get in such toxic relationships yeah and so it's good that you even though you had those that kind of era mm-hmm that you embrace have been able to grow together in an interdependent kind of way. Yeah. But yeah. Well, yeah. I, I've managed to get so lucky because I'm the perfect kind of naive 
<laughs> to just get taken advantage of. Yeah. Right? And like... And you could have ended up in a really bad situation. I was a perfect kid to get kidnapped because I was just so freaking friendly that you would have been like, hi. Actually, you wouldn't have got me with candy because we're not allowed to have candy, but also maybe you would have. But if you had been like, oh, I have a cat in my van, I would have been like, I want to see and just like walked on over there and got myself kidnapped like I had no awareness of things like that which is maybe good for my parents because then they're not like like bogging me down with the realities of the world but it's also like not good because I could have gotten kidnapped see I had the reality to the world talk real fast again at a young age because of that whole Walmart incident well and even Graylin like he was like obsessed with being kidnapped like he was so so afraid like we would like when we moved to the acreage he had like a knife in his boot in case we ever got kidnapped because he was so afraid of this happening, huh. which so uncomfortable. I tried that shoe on. I was like, how can you walk around like this? Like, I don't understand. But he was like so afraid. And I was over here like la da whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that has to do with independence. <laughs> well, no, it, it, I just it, it's interesting how it how it shows up and how mm-hmm. it was shown up. Like, where we're arguably in the same spot with our relationships, because yeah. I would say I'm very interdependent with Shad. Like, there's no yeah fully one leaning on the other or whatever. It's very collaborative, yeah. and it's very easy, and that's mm-hmm. one thing. Like, as far as relationships go, everyone talks about these difficult things, and I'm like, okay, but where is it? <laughs> yeah, no, and I'm seven years in, and I'm still like, we haven't had, yeah. uh, like, a fight. Yeah, and I'm like, really? I'm like so is it really just, like you just end up in a bad relationship and so that's why you're talking mm-hmm. about how oh yeah it's gonna be this all the time and i'm like but it's not <laughs> well and i feel like part yeah. of it is that but also like the part of it is where i've never really cared enough to like have that fight you know yeah. like if there's something where like if oh, i ask bryce to take out the garbage and then he doesn't take out the garbage i'm like oh, i can just fucking take out the garbage it's not that big of a deal yeah but then it's also like if I continue to do that, yeah, then he's just gonna like you know. I'm like, yeah. when do you decide that this needs to become a discussion? Yeah, right. And then because I even brought it up to him, I was like, I don't like I don't really care because I'm perfectly able to take out the garbage by myself. Like I'm just feeling lazy and I didn't want to do it. Yeah. And he's like, okay, but think about it this way: where you're fully dependent on me, mm. like financially right now, so what does it say to you about the kind of man that I am that I said I was going to do something, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I didn't think about it that much. Well, and <laughs> but like, that's a good way to point it out. Right. Uh-huh. And you don't realize it until it, until you crack. Yeah. Right. And that's it. And and so that's where I guess all the other people talk about, about things like that and relationships, how they're so hard and this whole interdependence thing. And like, it's so hard, but I just, I don't, it just hasn't been hard. Yeah. And it's been four months. Yeah. But, but like, even then, I'm like, it's just been a breezy. Yeah. Like, we're able to talk everything out. Yeah, exactly. And there's no resentment and there's no secrets and there's no. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't feel awkward. Like, I don't. Mm-hmm. I know. It's so nice. And yeah, I just like, I appreciate that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Bryce is someone who's like, he will. It's so annoying having conversations with him because i can't tell what his actual opinion is because sometimes he'll play the devil's advocate yeah and sometimes he won't but just to see like what i'll say yeah because he's so passionate about me having like beliefs that are rooted in logic and like (laughs) it's disgusting um (laughs) well we have a conversation about like if ghosts are real or not and he's like journey like base your argument in logic and i was like my logic is that other people have experienced ghosts. Yeah. And your logic is that you haven't experienced a ghost, so they're not real. Yeah. And so, yeah, anyway, I forget where I was going with that, but it's just like, he'll, like, yeah, I don't know. I just, he just opens my mind up to different possibilities mm-hmm. where like, I wouldn't think about that on my own. Yeah. And I wouldn't like, Yeah. Yeah, ended up point. being the great partner for you for that yeah. reason that you can reach this interdependence even though you might not be fully independent first yeah which i uh, man that's got to be a lot of like mental energy on his part because then i feel bad of like you don't need to like <laughs> foster my independence like that's not that's not your job 
<laughs> it's a weird like but it is when you come home from a day and you're like you're grumpy and you hate your life and you are this and that and yeah. the other and then he's like what do you want to do and you're like i don't know and you're like no obviously you do know yeah, something needs to happen you need to change and yeah. so like it is good to have a partner who like <laughs> pushes you a little bit yeah um but it's exhausting to be that partner if your partner never changes so right now what i'm trying to do is trying to like really like okay like trusting his word like saying yeah. okay if he said that that's okay which like not that i'm asking for permission but if he's saying like oh i can just go buy this for the house i don't need to worry about like yeah whatever yeah definitely um, but yeah so <laughs> so back to the topic it is yeah um, so to reach like interdependence after being independent essentially you need to work on yourself like your mindfulness and self-awareness Meaning you need to become aware of your strengths and weaknesses and how you impact others rather than blaming external forces. And I think that is the key factor here. Yeah. Accountability is huge. Because that's what a lot of people are lacking Mm -hmm. in the sense of like self-growth and like, oh, no, but I've gotten so much stronger. And I'm like, yeah, but you're still blaming this thing for your problems. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's just even like not being afraid to take accountability because that's where a lot of like my inability to take accountability is like. I'm afraid of getting in trouble mm-hmm. for that. Even though, yes, I did break that. Yes, that was my fault, 100%. But yeah. I'm still going to, like, work my way around it so that I don't get in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But um, adopting a growth mindset also helps with this switch transition. Um, how do you plan on growing or learning to attract positivity and abundance into your life? Mm-hmm. Uh, we should do an episode on a growth versus... Um, scarcity. Yeah, mindset. Yeah. Uh, being courageous, all this, I mean, I guess kind of... a goes hand in hand with these other two but speaking your truth without being degrading to others and that's the key factor yes so avoid people pleasing behaviors as they can diminish your sense of self yep uh being able to depend on yourself especially emotionally um are you able to sit with sit with yourself through the hard stuff and continuously to show up for yourself for the better developing a strong sense of commitment your level of commitment um, cannot be tied to others you need to be able to give it your 100 percent um because it's something you want to do yeah going to the gym is good like everyone talks about having a gym partner how it's like good for accountability but Mm -hmm. at the end of the day it has to be your decision that i want to work out yeah so i'm going to go work out yeah that's something that i've struggled with where i was like oh yeah i'm sure like i can totally do that whatever but then it's like it's not something that i want to do Mm -hmm. kind of thing um and there was something else i was gonna speak on um oh avoiding people pleasing behaviors as they can diminish your sense of self Mm -hmm. i haven't I feel like I haven't noticed, like, I haven't felt, like, less of a person because of people pleasing. But you're constantly, like, you're you're telling yourself that, no, my opinion doesn't matter. I'm just going to please them and we can move on. I guess. But, and like, at, at work, there were times where you were, you would actually, you would harbor that in resentment and you would hold it as, like, emotional tension. But is that losing my sense of self or is that just not, like... Where you're not making yourself feel good. I guess, but I still know who I am at the core of things, you know? Like, that's where I'm struggling, where it's like, yeah. oh, if, like, Graylin asked me to go do this, and, like, I don't really want to, but I still do, mm-hmm. I feel like that doesn't change how I feel about myself as a person. But is that people-pleasing? I wouldn't say that, like, you just not wanting to do it isn't people-pleasing, always. Okay. Like, I think it depends on the situation, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess the inability of, like... Like, doing something for your brother, even though you don't really feel like doing it. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's people-pleasing. It's more so the whole, like, being con- it consistently coming up, right? Not just doing, like, an errand. Yes, yeah. It's like a, oh, I want you to be this. And you say, okay. But right. you know you're not that. Yeah, okay. You know? That makes sense. That's what the way I think they, they're trying to go about with that example. Right. Um to do work with purpose so developing a purpose for yourself helps direct you in the path you want to take if you can align your sense of purpose with a dream or a goal then you may find it easier to stay on track uh listen with empathy truly hear what people what someone means in their unspoken messages as well as the emotions behind the words that they speak um this kind of comes from like if you are say independent you might be like oh well, i know all it's not that bad and you just need to like not be a pussy yeah but listen with empathy because that's where the inter- the paradigm of we comes into play. Well, and it goes into, like, you don't know what they're going through. Exactly. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah. And then remain grateful and humble. So realize 
what you achieve is ultimately made possible by others and what other future transformation you hope to achieve will only be possible through the collaboration and synergy with others yeah that's a really good one i like the way that was phrased Mm -hmm. because it is very true there's no point in the world where like you won't be constantly working with someone like Mm -hmm. every single thing you do involves a collaboration of some sort Mm -hmm. with someone else yeah and so where you have to make sure whatever you're doing aligns with what you at your core want to do Mm -hmm. um but you will end up working with others to get there. Well, it doesn't even have to go into the workplace. Like even like buying a car, right? Like you're working with the salesperson mm-hmm. to to buy this car. You just only hope that they have read this book and understand mm-hmm. like how to be interdependent and work with you yeah. in a like positive way. Yeah, yeah. And so what Stephen when he talks about, he talks about in business, um, making deals and um, hiring staff and promotions and all these kind of stuff to have like a functional workplace he also brings it into his family mm-hmm. right where it's like you are a kid in this house and you have independent thought and you're able to do what you want to do at the end of the day yeah but if it's harming me it's my house like we have to work together yeah exactly right or even if it's harming them like if it's like yeah. an actual dangerous thing yeah you need to be able to you need to foster enough independence with them that you can have this conversation yeah exactly yeah okay stats so some interesting stats that I found when I was looking up, like, what the, I was, basically I was trying to figure out, like, what's the point? Like, what are we trying to say here? Um, so approximately one in four Americans rarely or never feel that someone understands them. Hmm. Um, roughly two in five Americans sometimes or always feel that their relationship aren't meaningful and that they're isolated from others. Only about half Americans have meaningful in-person social interactions on a daily basis. and Gen Z is the loneliest generation and reports to being in worse health than older generations. Wild. When were these stats taken? I we need to look it up. I couldn't remember. Basically the whole premise of that is like, how can we use interdependence or interdependent thoughts to help people feel more connected? Right. Cause mm-hmm. I think a lot of this comes from a dependent state of mind. Yeah. Because we don't have to talk to people face to face. We don't have to monitor well, that's why I asked when this was done, because I wonder if COVID has changed these numbers, because I feel like Probably. 100% like um, the have meaningful in-person social interactions on a daily basis where there were two years for sure where you like some people probably never even left their house, really, because you worked remote, you could get groceries delivered to your house, you couldn't go to the gym, you couldn't go outside. Like there was people in Halifax getting ticketed. For taking their dogs on walks. Yeah. So it's like that fact is sad, but not surprising, you know? The publication I got from was in 2018. So a while this is before I ho- COVID. I hope they redo it because mm-hmm. the numbers have to just the numbers would be really, really uh sad, I mm-hmm. feel like. So, but like that being said, right, and that in consideration. Mm-hmm. What might make someone feel better again is being able to be confident in who they are, and this is why people are going to these self help books, right? Exactly. But a lot of these self help books need to stop coddling, being like, "It's okay to be selfish," like to an extent. Yeah. And you can be like, "It's okay to be selfish as long as you know where you're going," right? In yeah. It. Yeah. Like you can. Oh, I feel like I made up a quote. And I cannot remember what it was, but it was something about mm-hmm. like being selfish, but like, and then self dash ish or uh-huh. something like you still need to think about yourself, but not to the point where it becomes harmful to others and yourself. Yeah. And that's where a lot of people take the whole selfish premise and make it degrading. Mm-hmm. And that's not the goal. <laughs> no, it's that's not. not an improvement here. Yeah. Well, even like the whole rarely or never feel that someone understands them. That is very much a part of developmental psychology in mm-hmm. one of my classes there's like there's a term for it and i can't remember what it was but it's something that um like teenagers go through where they're like um there's two things where one's like oh everyone's watching me all the time like all eyes are on me in the center of the ring just like a circus <laughs> and then um the other one is like no one has ever experienced this in their entire lives like yeah. i'm the only person who's ever gone through this yeah which isn't true but we've kind of lost that sense of community yeah where you can't really like like talk to someone about it like 
it's not as even though there's so much more therapy now it's not as easy to talk about because yeah well th- yeah it's still like the, i don't know if the world has almost fostered like it's this is gonna sound really mean but it's made everyone feel unique and special <laughs> which that's so mean to say but like well it comes from the participation ribbon thing right yeah and so I wonder, Sorry. like, does that, because Gen Z is the generation that comes from the quote unquote participation ribbon era, mm-hmm. even though people think millennials did, but they did not. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe younger millennials, but like, um, yeah. where's I going with that? Um, is it actually diminishing our self, self sense of worth and yeah. connected, connectivity? Yeah. It's just wild. Um, yeah, I would love to. I really hope that the authors of this, because was it a study or was it just stats that you found? It was stats. Um, I was just going to say that I would love that the um, the stats person or the authors of the paper or whatever, if they would redo this now. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like all of those numbers have increased like quite a bit. There's a recent online survey conducted by IPSOS. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and even, like, the whole, sometimes I always feel that their relationships aren't meaningful. Mm-hmm. Like, 43% of Americans believe that. Mm-hmm. And is that just, like, like friendship relationships or, like, romantic relationships? Probably, well, both. Both, I guess. All relationships in your life. Wild. And that's just because I, a lot of people go through the motions because they feel like that's what they're supposed to do, not because they actually want to do it. And this yeah. is why I'm saying everyone's in the, like, codependence, codependence mm-hmm. not everyone, but in this codependent state where they're doing the people pleasing to the extent of like, I'm not being true to myself. And that's yeah. where I was saying. So you doing an errand for your brother yeah. is different than you getting into a relationship because you feel like it's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Right. Yeah. Um, a good example for me is if I went into say some things that my grandparents wanted me to do, mm-hmm. right. Or even some careers that my parents were like, Oh yeah, I should do this. I'm like, I don't want to do that though. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so yeah, it's made my life a little bit difficult. But at least I'm going to sleep every night knowing that I'm doing what I want to do. Exactly. You know? Yeah, that was my whole thing with, like, going back to school or, like, um, because I looked into teaching for quite a bit. But then I was like, that's not something that I want to do. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, I'd be good at it. And, yes, I could get a job in it. And, sure, it'd be great and hard and wonderful and whatever. I'd find some sort of purpose through it. But it's not what I want to do. Yeah. And so if you start a career in that field, like, um, say a lot of people go to like become a doctor for the money or the lawyers for the money and they mm-hmm. get there and they hate their lives because they're in this cubicle and they're not liking what they're doing. Yeah. They realize they actually hate paperwork and <laughs> all this kind of stuff. Yeah. That's why people have these like midlife crisis and epiphanies because they're like, wow, I did the thing I thought I was supposed to do and not what I actually wanted to do. And now I want to die. Well, exactly. And <laughs> I feel like a lot of it happens like um, it's like if you... Like you enter a relationship and then you get pregnant and then you get married early and then like halfway through you realize, oh, I don't like this person. Like I only married them because I thought this was the right thing to do. And I've been living this life that has not been my life. Yeah. And I got this job because we needed money because I got my girlfriend pregnant and I needed a job like yeah. X, Y, Z. Yeah. And that's, that's crazy. And I'm kind of going through a similar thing right now where I'm like, I just need to get working because I need a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need income again. Yeah. Um. And so I'm back and forth. Do I just get a job or mm-hmm. do I get something and kind of do I keep fighting for the field that I want to be in at least? Yeah. Or do I do something I know that I'm good at and I know that I like, but it's not something I want to do as a career, but maybe I end up making it into a career. I don't know. Yeah. But kind of being at that point of like, this is decision time. Yeah. Of course, nothing is like set, set in stone cemented, but it's kind of directional now. <laughs> yeah. It's you're choosing. Mm-hmm. You're at the fork in the rose kind of thing where it's like. Okay, like, yes, they might reconnect at some point, but, like, yeah. how willing are you to see if they will or not? Exactly. Um, so that's pretty much all we have for the dependents. Yeah. Um, <laughs> dependents and tangents. Yes. Uh, <laughs> dependents. Um, <laughs> if you guys have any thoughts, um, please let us know. Put them in the comments below or reach out mm-hmm. to us on, um, like, DM us or something. Mm-hmm. Um, our segment today, because this has felt very, like, boomerish, um, I was listening to a podcast and they found, like, um, a Reddit subreddit that um, was, like, boomer takes. So the two that I pulled from, one is non-boomers of Reddit, what's your most boomer opinion? 
and Reddit, what's your most I'm with the boomers on this opinion? Um, and they're both in the subreddit, ask Reddit. So, yeah, th- yeah I was just like, hmm, that'll be kind of fun just to spice things up. Yeah. As someone who's about to re- <laughs> interview at a retirement home tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> Damn, what I finished still? <laughs> we should have planned this for after, and then you could have just, like, interviewed them, like... What boomer opinions yeah. do you have? That's actually something I wanted to do when I was um not 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 boomer opinions okay. necessarily, but um when I was working at the retirement home all throughout university, mm-hmm. what I wanted to do was actually create like a book like people of New York, but oh, people cool. of people eighty five, eighty plus. That would be really cool just and, like, to give them a chance to tell their stories. Yeah, that would be a really like, good idea. What's their name? What's their best advice? What's something they would yeah. never change in their life and stuff? So I like that. I actually thought about doing that. That would be very cool. So maybe, I don't know, maybe I fall in love with this job and I do that this time. (laughs) (laughs) That would be very cool. If you're an avid hiker like me, you're going to love Fire Maple. Their products are crafted to be the most reliable and high-performance gear possible so you can explore the world with ease and energy. Their philosophy is that outdoor cooking should be just as straightforward and satisfying as indoor cooking. That's why their camping cookware is thoughtfully crafted to ensure that you can enjoy your meals no matter where your adventure takes you. Right now, you can get $99 off shipping if you live in Canada and $5 off when you sign up on their website. Head over to sometimesjabataslaps.com where you can find links to their website so you can start your holiday shopping and maybe grab a couple things for you. Okay, so the first one I have, um, five-year-olds don't need smartphones. I agree. Yeah, I agree too. Um, I don't want my refrigerator connected to Wi-Fi. That's a thing? Yeah. That's unnecessary. Isn't it? Like, there's, like, a whole, like, touchscreen. I've seen them in Best Buy, and you can, like, like, they have, like, they're basically a smart TV panel, like, on What's the your... purpose? I have no idea. That's unnecessary. I, yeah, it's so extra. I'm, like... Like, are you going to control temperature and ice cubes? It's like, I'm pretty sure there's, like, a Netflix on there. Uh, you don't need that. Like, it's insane. Unnecessary. Yeah, I'm, like, all I want is an ice maker and a water dispenser on my fridge and to make it cold. Yep. Would be nice. Um, physical keyboards are better. Uh, I'm better. I'm back and forth, depending on what I'm using. Like, I'm fine with a touchscreen on my phone. Oh, yeah. Okay, I didn't think of that. But, like, on my computer, I like my, I don't know, I like my laptop keyboard. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely pro physical keyboards. Um, I hate typing on iPads mm. or, like, tablets or whatever. Like, when you go somewhere, um, I think we went to, there's an escape room that I've done a couple times and they get you to sign in on this form on the keyboard, mm. but they have a physical one connected to it that you just can't use. Oh. So it's set up like a computer, except you're like trying to like type on the. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm in, I don't know. I'm indifferent. Like if I had an iPad, mm-hmm. probably would just use like it, like a phone, like just a bigger phone. Okay. Yeah. And oh. see if I had an iPad, I would buy the, like the keyboard connector. Okay. Yeah. I think it depends on the device. Yeah, that's fair. But um, as far as, like, computers go, yeah, mm-hmm. that's better. Yeah, okay. Um, too many subscription services for, like, HelloFresh, Chef's Plate, Netflix, Disney, Hulu, Crave. Um, uh, yes, I think. I'm trying to think of where, where I'm trying to figure out how, like, how to word this. I... And pro subscription service if it makes your life convenient. So as far as say um, food boxes, mm-hmm. if you if going to the grocery store takes so much of your time that you're like I'm not going to go to the grocery store, I'm not going to cook for myself, yeah. I'm just going to eat fast food until I die. Yeah. Um, having like subscription boxes of food that get delivered to your door, mm-hmm. I'm pro that. Yeah. Because if it's a straightforward shot of like this means you're eating whole healthy foods that are like actually doing something for you. Yeah. Great, beautiful, love it. Yeah. Um. TV is yeah, it's kind of frustrating that every single thing has its own right subscription thing now, and you can only get certain shows on this channel or this channel. Yeah, and I think we're just going to end up coming back to a point where they're going to bulk together like TV networks were, mm-hmm. and you're just going to be paying for TV channels. Yeah, well, again. some subscription TV services still have like commercials in it, yeah. so it's not even like you're winning really. No, and that's like they got everyone hooked on this method, mm-hmm. and then added those things in later, right? Yeah. Even YouTube is adding ads now. Yeah. Well, it, uh, YouTube's always had ads. Um, yeah. Now it's showing up in my ad blocker that I can't keep having my ad blocker. Oh, shoot. So that's what. So I've just been rocking with it until 
Yeah. I don't need to have ads. But no, I didn't always have ads, though. Okay. Early YouTube didn't have any ads. Hmm. Well, since I've been using it, it's had ads. Yeah. Um, so. What was I going to say with that? Oh, like Prime Video and Apple TV. Like Prime Video is great, but it makes you think that you have so many different things. But there's subscriptions within Prime Video yeah. that you need to get in order to watch certain things. Yeah. And I was like so excited because I got a free year of Apple TV when I got my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, Just to learn that Apple TV is literally just a place to keep all of your subscriptions together (laughs) so instead of surfing between them you just go to apple tv and type what it is and i was like oh yeah great yeah um okay next one is more communities and neighborhoods where you're actually friends with your neighbors and you have street parties and big events together i miss that that's not a thing in alberta at all oh okay it we grew up with that. That was a normal thing in Manitoba. Really? That was a regular and normal thing. Oh, that's so cool. That is an Alberta thing. Alberta is like, they're, we're so antisocial here. Yeah, You weird. don't know your neighbor. You don't talk to anyone. Even in BC. Like, it's yeah. even more common in BC that you get together with your neighbor's stuff. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Sid and I were just talking about this because we were watching a movie and um, they had like a giant like house party and like everyone on their street came and she's like, Man, like it would be so nice to live somewhere and just like mm. you're friends with everyone on your street. Like yeah. that's just where your friends live. That's what I grew up with. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, we would do like um walking dinners and stuff like that, right? Or the adults primarily would. Sometimes the kids were around. Yeah. Sometimes the kids would just be at like one person's house. Oh, that's and you know sweet. all the kids are at this house, and then the adults are having um appetizers at this house, and then they're having dinner at this house, and they're going to desserts at this house, and then drinks oh, at back at fun. the house, and. Sometimes the older older siblings would be watching all the kids at the one house or like parents would like swap out to go do checks and stuff right. like that. That's so cool. Uh-huh. That was a normal thing like when I was growing up. I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Even if we even used to do it in in um where we're living now. Like there used to be little kind of parties within the neighborhood, but it just yeah. kind of fizzled out as everyone got busy. Yeah, exactly. But it was a lot of things like when my parents were part of like initiating that. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing because I and like. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel like I can't say too much about it because I have not introduced myself to my neighbors. Yeah. Like I'll smile at them or whatever, but I'm not going to like stop and have a conversation. So I don't know. They're quite a bit older than us. So I don't know if it's that, but I wonder if it would be different. Like if you lived in a neighborhood where like it's primarily families and like all your kids are the same age. So you just kind of yeah. like. Well, and that's why it worked for us when, when we came here. And that's mm-hmm. why we were able to do some kind of get togethers. Yeah. Because we were all had all around the same age of kids mm-hmm. right or even like out of the cabin like when um when b got married mm-hmm. like the whole row of cabins like were invited or were hosting people and it was so cool yeah because that's just not something you see yeah yeah but no yeah community is huge huge um everything nowadays has a stupid app connected to it that you have to download yeah i hate that um yeah. I tried to, like, if there's a parking, like, when Sid and I were in Vancouver, um, there was a parking app, whatever, you, like, scan the QR code, you had to download an app and create an account before you could pay for parking. That's annoying. I was like, just put a, like, how, like, just put a parking meter there. Like, yeah, it's really not that big of a deal. It took so much longer than it needed to. Especially in, um, I guess on top of that, too, in California, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stores that are getting rid of cash, but they'll still accept cash tips. Oh. So you have to pay on debit. Yeah or fucking venmo or whatever other mm-hmm. options they have um but they'll accept cash tips and so it really hoops tourists yeah so i'm like if i pay on my card every single time i need to buy something here mm-hmm. and i get charged five percent on each purchase yeah right that's stupid amount of money that i'm spending when i could just done it in cash yeah exactly yeah especially like and i understand like from a business perspective kind of why you do that but also they're getting taxed on like mm-hmm. each transaction each transaction too so it should be cheaper for them to deal with money i know weird i know um teenagers are scary disagree I'm oh not, i agree i'm 100%. not scared of teenagers it's, I, think, I think they're shits like they're little shits like if a I group can't. of teenagers is like walking towards you you're not like no afraid no oh nope no i think they're shits and stuff yeah and, I'm also, I mean, if they want to do something and fucking go ahead and do something. I guess. I'll ruin your future. I guess. Because of your actions. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're going to learn that lesson the hard way, if, especially if you're dealing with me. Mm-hmm. Right. But you don't get slightly intimidated if no. there's, like, a group of, like, loud, annoying kids walking towards you. No, I just got a headache. That's fair. 
I had a little kid tell me last night to watch a scary movie and die. And I was like, yeah, I just like looked at the parents and I was like, and there's, I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> what a rude thing to say to a stranger. <laughs> um, it was Halloween, by the way, for a little bit of context. <laughs> I wasn't just walking down the street and a little kid was like, eat shit and die. <laughs> was, uh, that would have been worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Posting your kids on social media. They're against it. Um, I think it's a personal opinion. I mean, I like guess mm-hmm. obviously the thing with social media is that I don't think some people realize is that that's a good way for um, predators and stuff to... Mm-hmm know your kid yeah but at the end of the day you're the parent it's your prerogative i can't really tell you how to raise your kid yeah i feel like for myself personally i just realized that um bryce just told me that he's like i will not be like i i disagree completely with posting kids on social media he's like i don't even understand why people post on social media yeah um but i think like especially with having like this podcast and my other podcast and then i'm like when i have kids my i'm either going to make my my profile private mm-hmm. or I'm just not going to post them on there. And I'm going to be very like yeah. aware of who's following me because I don't want that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's something you have to kind of deal with when the time comes. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm not super keen on, especially showing their faces like a small kid child or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, but I watch YouTubers and they have their, they post their family vlogs and things like that too. Mm-hmm. And if that ends up being my life, then I would do it maybe for myself, but I I have to cross that bridge when I get there. I don't know what's going to happen. And that's the thing. Like, I feel like I wouldn't, unless my kid like wanted to be a part of it, I don't know that I would include them in videos Mm -hmm. because that is their social footprint Yeah, or like their digital. Yeah. So it's like, they might be embarrassed by it later on. Exactly. Um, But again, cross that bridge when we get there. Mm -hmm. Um, Touch screens on cars are a bad idea and we need to bring back physical buttons. Uh, yep 100 percent. yep i even even like push start cars i don't agree with like all like the push start stuff yeah either. because be- yeah because here's the thing is like if your push start conks out mm-hmm. you can't even like um turn on to like battery mode or whatever to put your car into neutral yeah you have to like pop your center console and find the hook or latch or whatever that allows you to shift it into neutral or whatever yeah with my mom and dad's car um it's a push button and so like there's no they just have a fob so one day it was like super super cold and i was going to visit one of my friends for her birthday and i it wouldn't start because it was so cold and there was like nothing we could do to like figure it out mm-hmm. and then another day i had hit a bird on the way to bryce's house and it was stuck in the grill and bryce was chasing me with it so i got in the car and locked the door but because the fob was on my person when he grabbed the door handle it unlocked yeah and i was like that's so dangerous yeah. And like this was a 2010 car. So I pray that people have that figured out because that's so scary. Yeah. That I was like, I was like, no, then it unlocked. And I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good to figure that out now than if I'm being like chased by a serial killer or something. Yeah. No, I like, I like physical keys and stuff and buttons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I don't want to have to like, in Graylin's truck, like his thing is gigantic. Yeah. And there's like no buttons. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Ugh. Don't like yeah, it. I like, like a back a good backup camera. Yeah. Give me a good backup camera view, but that's really all I care about. <laughs> I've never had a backup camera. <laughs> I don't know. Um okay, uh last one. The TV is getting too dark. Not emotionally, it's just visually too dark and I can't see it. I disagree. I have not had that issue. Oh, I wholeheartedly agree. You can also adjust the brightness on the actual TV. If it's up all the way, sometimes you can't. Oh, yeah. You know, I haven't noticed. I haven't. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's some TV shows that are just like so dark that I'm like, I cannot see what's going on right now. And it bugs me so much. <laughs> but I also feel like the certain TV you have can also change that. Yeah. But like some, it feels like they're just like filming in the dark and they're just like, <laughs> good luck. Moody indie. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, those are our boomer takes. Let us know if you agree or disagree or you have any of your own boomer takes. Yeah. Um, to share with us. I'm trying to think of mine. Like, I have, like, boomer food preferences. Like, I love a good rice pudding. <laughs> yeah, rice pudding is good. Oatmeal for breakfast slaps. <laughs> Some days, yeah. 
you know yeah i also enjoy tapioca pudding actually i, yeah. I enjoy tapioca pudding more yeah. than rice pudding yeah um i like both yeah i don't know i have a pretty good recipe for rice pudding but the rice we have doesn't work with it so it never turns out mm. <laughs> i got the rice pudding where you heat it up and add cinnamon i got that from working in the retirement home Oh, yeah. Every time I had rice pudding for dessert, they'd always ask me to heat it up and add cinnamon. That's sweet. I feel like... <laughs> like of course. <laughs> Betsy, we love like, it. Can't... Yeah, and I don't know if it was just, like, the rice pudding that, like, I grew up with was literally... Mom would just, like, make sticky rice and then just, like, pour milk on it. So it wasn't, like, actual rice pudding. Oh, okay. It was just, like, milky rice. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe there's a little bit of a disconnect there. Well, there's that... that um, in Southeast Asia, there's, like, a mango sticky rice dessert thing where you just do sticky rice you make it like with sweetened condensed milk i think oh and then you have mango slices with it that'd be yummy be interesting that would be yummy no we would just like make rice and then just like not let it absorb the water all the way Mm -hmm. then it was just kind of (laughs) like yum anyways um go to sometimes you bought a slap start or patreon.com slash sometimes you bought a slaps to follow us on patreon um you get all of our episodes ad free uh, once we get more Patreons, we're going to do more, like, maybe bonus content, um, let you guys maybe choose some episode ideas. You'll mm-hmm. just, it's a better way to get in contact with us, too. Yeah. Um, so do that. It's two bucks a month. Um, You'll have more control over what we post. Yeah, just more interaction mm-hmm. and feeling like you're a part of the episode as well. Yes. And as for our socials, I'm Mac Joy. I'm at Stoops. We are Sometimes Boss Slaps on all social media platforms. Our website is sometimesbosslaps.com. And you can find all of our links to our um, audio and video episodes, plus our merch links, plus our book club reviews, plus our guests and our affiliate links and all that good stuff. So everything you want to see about us, it's on our website. Um, and our Instagram is Sometimes Boss Slaps. And our TikTok is the same. Mm-hmm. And on both those, on our Instagram, we post polls and just get a little bit more insight to our day-to-day tiktok is a absolute shit mix you never know what you're gonna get there it's just a fun time though yep (laughs) and um yeah that's us on socials uh with that being said we will see you guys next tuesday ciao for now Bye. bye